All right, everybody, settle down, take your seats. We're about to begin the Change Academy podcast. It's all about how to manage our past. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Change Academy podcast, a show about creating the life that you want by harnessing your ability for change. I'm Monica Reinagle. I'm here with Brock Armstrong. Hey, everybody. And together we bring our expertise in nutrition, fitness, cognitive behavior theory, and just decades of experience coaching our clients and working on ourselves to this podcast. And we invite you to join us in creating the life that you want to lead. Yeah, I know that statement about it being decades of experience is accurate, but every time you say it, I just... It's shocking, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say no, but it's true. Anyway, in today's episode, we are going to get into our past and specifically about how our past doesn't, or at least shouldn't, predict our future successes and failures. And we're also going to get into how to dismantle that whole idea. And during the conversation, we're going to dive into that sort of tension that exists between using our past to our advantage, because that's a handy tool, while not letting it get us stuck. And striking that balance can be tricky, so we'll uh, we'll get into that in a little bit in some really good in-depth conversation. But first, this is a section where we usually talk about what we're working on or what our listeners are working on, what you guys have shared with us. And today we've got great stuff from you guys out in the audience. Yeah, we've been hearing from a lot of you as you work through your various lab experiments, Um, just kind of working through, is this what you mean? Do I have this right? And I think it's really useful for those of you who are playing along at home to share some examples to bring that into focus. So Jenny wrote to us, she was working on her goals and objectives. This is what we talked about in episode four. And a lot of people seem to be really getting a lot of mileage out of this idea that there's a difference between goals and objectives. So Jenny wrote, she said, I seem to have an objective, but I don't have any goals. Is that normal? Would it help me to have goals? And yes, yes, I think it would (laughs) help to have goals. So in our episode number four, we talked about objectives as being the person we'd like to be or the life that we'd like to lead. And Jenny's objective as she told us, is to become someone who loves being active and feels proud of becoming stronger, which I think is a terrific objective. And obviously, as the fitness guy, I'm, I'm totally on board with that, Jenny. But then she was worried because she didn't know how to plug goals into that equation. Mm-hmm. So we talked about goals as being specific milestones that we can work toward that will move us toward that objective. So if Jenny's objective is to be someone who enjoys being active, her goals could be specific accomplishments that move her towards that objective, like maybe being able to walk a mile in 15 minutes or being able to do a push-up or a pull-up. So we can have goals that are achievements, or you can also set goals that are just about having certain behaviors and enacting those behaviors consistently. So for example, for Jenny, it might be doing her strength training routine twice a week. That could be her goal or waking up every morning and taking a walk before breakfast. And you know that you're reaching your goal simply because you are taking those actions. And so that's a really great example of the difference between a goal and an objective. Achieving those goals can help you reach your objective, but defining that objective can help keep you motivated to reach your goals and then 
to set new ones. That's the fun of that. Yeah, it really is what we refer to as a virtuous cycle. Yes. So each one sort of fuels the other. Having the the objective means that your your goals have reason and achieving those goals mean that you're moving towards your objective and so on and so on in sort of a nice circular motion where you just keep keep on moving. Yeah. And sometimes you need to replace those goals or rethink the goals or maybe you've reached a goal like let's say it was just doing one push up or one pull up. Well, once you can do one, then okay, what's what's next? So you replace that goal, but it always feeds into that greater objective every time you reset those goals. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it too, that one of the ways to tell the difference if you're having trouble distinguishing between a goal and an objective is that a goal will tend, your goals will tend to change, be renewed, be updated more frequently perhaps than your objective, which is a little bit more of a North Star kind of a situation. Yeah. Not that your objective can never change, but it's not quite as changeable as as those goals. Yeah. So we also heard from Stephanie and Stephanie is working on taking a closer look at her beliefs. That was something that we talked about in episode number eight. And actually, we're going to be circling back to that today Mm -hmm. as well. But Stephanie wrote, I've been thinking about a toxic belief that I've had most of my life, which is I am addicted to sugar Mm-hmm. And I don't have control when there's sweet food around. That well, was the belief. How many times have we heard that? Right. But listen to what she says next. I love this. She says, as I looked at that, it was a relief to realize that this is a false belief and to recognize the number of times, especially recently, that I have been able to enjoy sugar with control or even abstain without it being a huge struggle. Imagine how liberating that would be to realize that this belief that you have about yourself that's so limiting turns out not to be true and to be able to see evidence of the contrary in your recent past. I was so happy for Stephanie and so glad that she took a closer look at that belief. Yeah, she's totally now in the phase where she's collecting evidence that will support her new belief, which is sugar has no control over me. I can I can make my own choices. I'm not locked into a certain behavior. It's really interesting because there is a belief cycle when we're when we're sort of releasing uh, an old belief and adopting a new belief. There are phases that we need to go through, and the first one is just just accepting the fact that there is a different belief we could hold is the first mm-hmm. step, and then we start to look at well, what would that new belief look like if we could believe it? Then we start to adopt that new belief, which is I think is where Stephanie's at right now, and then that belief becomes the new belief. So she sort of jumped over the first two quite quickly. (laughs) Well, more power to her. But we do love hearing your, seeing your posts and reading your emails about what you're working on. Um, So keep those coming and we'll give you all of the details at the end of the podcast on how to be in touch with us and share those, share that feedback with us. But now why don't we jump into our main discussion about the past and how we can use it to our advantage without getting stuck in it? Yeah, well, I most humans don't have the ability to see into the future. Most of us aren't. <laughs> I know, would that be psychic or just prescient or prescient? Yeah, prescient. Um, and this can actually make us kind of kind of freaked out a little bit because the unknown is always a little bit freaky. And so, what we do is we actually look to our past experiences to give us clues as to what might actually happen if we were to do certain things in the future. And this can be helpful, but if we're not careful, it can also 
be a barrier to making the changes that we want to see in our lives and in ourselves. So, acknowledging that life is always changing and that we're always changing along with it can be an important part of growing as a human. And also important is acknowledging that there's no finish line in this journey of self-improvement. And then adding in the idea that just because something didn't work or didn't fit or didn't feel quite right at one point in our life, well, that doesn't mean that it won't be the perfect thing to do now. And when we can really see that, it really opens us up to all kinds of opportunities. Yeah, I think that feeling like we know ourselves, we know how things go, it gives us a sense of security in a mm -hmm. way, but it's a it's a really false sense of security because, of course, we don't know um, 100% mm -hmm. how things are going to work in the future. So I, I like to think of the past as instructive, mm -hmm. but not predictive. I, I think it, it makes sense that we look to the past to, to predict the future or for information, um, but it doesn't always take into account our capacity for growth mm -hmm. and for learning and for change, um, which doesn't just happen to us, but it happens all around us. And so we have to remember to leave room for all of the things that, that are different now than they were in the past. Yeah. And I think the thing that's actually really cool about this whole topic is that things change without us actually doing anything sometimes. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be the things that we talk about, say, in this podcast or the things that we do in the Way Less program or, or reading a self-help book or something. Just through the passage of time, our beliefs, our behaviors, our attitudes, our situation, our environment, our everything can change without us even really realizing it. And and I actually have a perfect example of this. Over the last couple of weeks, um, I've been thinking about moving and uh, actually moving out to to Vancouver Island. And we've been looking at at houses out there to buy. And uh, two friends in particular, when I told them that we were we were thinking about this and we've been looking at it, were like flabbergasted because they said, well, wait a second, you always said you didn't want to own a property again. And you always said you didn't want a house because it's too much work and it's, you hate yard work and you're not a handyman and all the stuff that goes along with a house. And, you know, I immediately, when faced with this question, I started to, to feel defensive and, and sort of look inside myself like, oh, well, I need to justify why, why this is happening, why I've changed my attitude. And then I was like, wait a second. No, I don't. I just have changed. Mm -hmm. I just, I've just had a change of heart in the 15 years or whatever since I had that belief. My life has changed. I've matured a little. I've had different experiences. I'm not as reluctant to, to do certain things. And, and that's great. And that's okay. And it was a, a really good sort of moment for me to go, to go from that sort of clutching my fist going, I need to find a justification for my change in behavior to just going, you know what, it doesn't really matter why I changed, but I have and and that's great. And it didn't take any active activity or focus or deep introspection from me to arrive at this. It was just the, the passage of time. So if I had actually just continued to believe that I don't want to own a house and I'm not a good I don't like yard work and I'm not a good handyman and all that kind of stuff. This opportunity to perhaps have a, a new adventure in my life wouldn't be possible if I just clung rigidly to that to that old feeling. 
Well, that's so interesting because it sounds like you actually weren't clinging to that old feeling because you were going forward and starting to take steps towards a different outcome, but your friends were stuck in Mm -hmm. your past and trying to hold you to that. And I see that a lot. I notice that a lot in relationships where people that we have known for a long time want to kind of hold us to something that we were or said or thought or believed long, long ago um, that that we may not believe anymore. And so we have to be willing to release old beliefs about ourselves. Sometimes, though, we have to also ask the people in our lives, like, okay, that may have been true. I may have said that. I may have really felt that, but I don't feel that anymore. And so I don't want to have to be held to that forever. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like the the sabotage that we were talking about in an episode, the episode about um, support. Yes, support. But it can feel that way for sure mm-hmm. when you've got somebody who's trying to to hold you accountable to something you you said in the past. Yeah, but we don't have to give in to that. Like we can we can give. Just the reason is well, I changed my mind. Sure, I've evolved. <laughs> sure, or devolved. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. We're hopefully choosing our changes carefully. But the truth is that as we go through life, very often we are approaching challenges that are similar to challenges that we've approached in the past. Only every time we do, we're actually approaching it as a new person. Like you say, Mm. we're a little bit older. We've had different experiences, different influences. We've just had some time to, to learn new ways of thinking. So just because the challenge is familiar doesn't mean that, oh, well, we can already tell how this is going to go because we've been here before. That old been there, done that Mm -hmm. doesn't apply here. One of the biggest barriers that people often give to weight loss, the reason that they can't lose weight or that they're not willing to try is that they've failed so many times before. And, you know, the thought of getting their hopes up and trying again and failing again is just too painful. And I totally understand that. But as we see all the time with the people that we work with in the Weight Loss Program, just because you have failed in the past does not mean that you can never succeed. And as I like to point out to people who are nervous about this, every single person that we have seen succeed in our program came to us with a long history of failed attempts. And it kind of reminds me of that old joke about why is it that you always find your lost object in the last place you look? (laughs) Because once you find it, you stop looking. So (laughs) the solution will probably by definition be the the final attempt, at least until you set that new goal. All right. So should we dive into how we can actually use the past, I guess, in a, in a, not a proactive way. What's the word? Constructive way. Yeah. Yeah, because we, the idea here is not to just sever ourselves from the past and yeah. flush it down the drain as if it never happened. That wouldn't be smart. Yeah, I mean, there's that old saying that those who do not learn from the past are condemned to repeat it. That's right. And sure, that is absolutely true. If you don't learn from it, you you could repeat it and you could just keep <laughs> what we always say, the, the de- definition of insanity. Is that an Einstein quote, the Repeating something in a, and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. I'm not sure who to attribute the the quote to, but yeah, I know yeah. the quote you're talking about. But so so yeah, I mean that that idea is valid. But what I think people often get wrong is the the part about learning. Yeah, what is it that you learn? 
Yeah. And how do you learn from it? I think sometimes what we learn is I'm a failure. I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. Yeah. And we always talk about having curiosity. Whenever something doesn't work out, don't be like, oh, I suck or this is wrong or getting into that sort of just forgetting about it, try to put it behind you and and never do it again. But instead, pull out your lab coat and your stethoscope and your magnifying glass and get really curious about what happened and why why what happened happened. And instead of just flushing it down the toilet, look specifically at that particular situation or that particular diet or that particular job that you had or that specific relationship and find out what was out of alignment with your goals at that point or your lifestyle at that point. I think instead we often paint with a broad brush, like Monica said, and and just dismiss, let's say, all exercise programs as being not for me. Like we hear that so often people just saying, you know, I tried exercising and I got injured and I just it's it's just not for me. I'm not an exerciser. Or you can deem all relationships to be too painful because of that one painful breakup or all investments of being too risky because you lost a whole bunch of money back in 2008. Well, or if you did make a bad decision, you can conclude like, I just don't make good decisions. You know, mm, these kind of... Uh, ooh, that's a very, broad brush. <laughs> right. A very broad brush instead of looking, okay, what was it that misled me there? What what piece of information did I maybe not consider or misinterpret instead of I cannot be trusted mm-hmm. to make a good decision? Yeah. So learning from the past is a lot more nuanced than just mm-hmm. sort of being like, okay, that's not for me. And that's partly because all of these things are are always going to be different. Each choice that you make is going to be different and the, the timing and everything, but you're also different and the world is different. Right, right. So I guess one of the, one of the important steps would be to take a step back and look at the way that you're thinking about these certain situations and try to reframe those thoughts and even those beliefs. You'll see we're sort of hearkening back to two past episodes quite a lot here, the failure episode and the belief episode. But in terms of looking at those beliefs and try to reframe them from being 100% negative to at least 50% positive. Mm -hmm. And so you could think instead of my last investment ended so badly that I'll never buy property again, which focuses 100% on the negative, reframe it to, well, that investment, um, didn't go the way that I hoped, but I can rebuild and make a more informed investment in the future. And you know what? I'm not sick. I'm not dead and I'm not in jail, which apparently <laughs> <Yet>. is uh, <laughs> apparently is some sort of Ukrainian uh, saying about that basically just sort of reinforces the idea that like things could be worse. Uh. I was told that as a as a kid. It's like, well, you're not sick. You're not dead and you're not in jail. So but anyway, These are the things that can go wrong in the Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> and anywhere, I guess. But anyway, so things could always be worse, I guess, is the the sort of refrain. And then when you really take control of those thoughts and you accept that you are responsible for your current behaviors and your beliefs, well, your life can really head in that direction of improvement. And that's what we're really after in in our day to day. Yeah, I think the worst thing that you could take away from a disappointing outcome or, or or a failure is to decide not to try again, because you don't want to be disappointed again. And that just kind of freezes you 
in place. That kind of cements you into the past, like one of those insects that's stuck in amber. So how can we let the past be the past and just peacefully coexist with our pasts? So I guess in in some ways, it's almost as simple as just saying, you know, the past is the past and we don't have any control over it and and it doesn't have any control over us. Oh, that's an important part of it. Yeah. The past does not continue to exert control or, or power over us. It's just information and experience we can draw from. Yeah. Oh, information for sure. And we do talk a lot about, like again, that curiosity and collecting evidence to the contrary or to the to the positive of whatever we're working on and getting into the the here and now and looking at what we have control of and what we believe now what is true for us now can really help us put things behind us and and even sometimes when we look really deeply at some of the reasons that we're not willing to make some new choices or make some new changes we'll even find out that we're making those decisions based on somebody else's beliefs, not even ours, or somebody else's experiences. Mm. There's a, a lot of people I've spoken to, their parents or their grandparents were alive during the war or during the, the Great Depression. And, you know, it's 2020 and I'm still hearing them say things like, well, you know, I'm just tight. I can't spend money because I was raised that way because my parents or grandparents were alive during the Depression and we were just raised to always have this scarcity mindset. And just sort of like, wow, so you're, it's not even your belief. It's not even your parents' belief. It's not even our experience. It's your grandparents' experience that you're allowing to limit your growth mindset in 2020. Yeah, that's an example of letting someone else's fear from their past influence our belief about our future. That's really a bridge too far, I think. Yes. So I'm going to get a little bit... Um, <laughs> philosophical here and hopefully my uh, my talk about future and past selves doesn't require a degree in quantum physics but I just want to sum up what I've been thinking about this topic if we actually sit and we compare our flawed past selves as we tend to see ourselves anyway we a lot of us tend to look back at our our past behaviors and and only see the flaws but if we if we take that, past self and all of its flaws and then compare it to this ideal vision of of this perfect self that we think we should be achieving at some point that that if only I could win the lottery if, if only if I could get the perfect relationship and the perfect job and stuff then everything would be perfect if we compare those two against each other directly then we will surely be stuck in our tracks because it's just too big a leap. It's too too impossible a, a destination to get to. But if we can separate ourselves from that and we can actually see ourselves as simply always moving through a continuum of simply just being better tomorrow than we were today or than we were yesterday, well, then we can actually just learn from our past and not be limited by it and just keep that forward momentum. I, I love that idea of a continuum. And it, it just what we often talk about being a work in progress. And that can be such a freeing and also motivating position to take. So, okay, here's some stuff that uh, we want you to take away from this episode. So our past does not define who we are or predict our future results. 
unless we fail to learn from our missteps and then continue to take those same actions in the definition of insanity, (laughs) if we allow our past to stop us from taking action, well, there's no way that we'll ever make progress. So accept the idea that we can and we do change, whether it's on purpose or whether it's just a side effect of time and it's ever marching <laughs> marching on presence in our lives. We're not the same person as we were in the past right now, and we certainly won't be into the future. And once we let go of that past, we no longer have to feel the need to fix ourselves. We can simply commit to a journey of self-improvement where we work on being a little bit better version of ourselves each day. Think back in our episode about practice, we didn't necessarily say this, but practice doesn't make perfect. Practice just makes better. Yeah. And eventually permanent. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Permanent, not perfect. Yeah. So uh, I have a lab experiment for you this week, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. (laughs) Should you choose to accept the assignment? (laughs) And you should. And this is a little exercise to help you explore the ways in which your thoughts about your past may be informing or perhaps even limiting your ability to create the changes that you want in your future. So first step is write down a short paragraph describing yourself and your life as it was five years ago. So just jot down where you lived then, what you were doing, maybe your primary relationships. And I want you to try to remember what dreams you had, what goals that you were working towards then. And also any major successes or failures that you can remember that preceded that period of your life. And then finally, see if you can remember what you believed about yourself then. What did you think was possible or impossible for you five years ago? And what did you see as your greatest strengths and weaknesses? Okay, now I want you to write another paragraph answering all of those same questions, but I want you to describe yourself in your life as it is now, your current circumstances, your occupation, your relationships, what your dreams and goals are right now. What major successes and failures have you experienced this year? What do you believe about yourself right now? What do you think is possible or impossible today? And what would you say today are your greatest strengths and weaknesses? It's really interesting to compare these two versions and to think about, you know, how does it feel to to look at those two things side by side? Are you surprised to realize either how much has changed or how much hasn't changed? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you identify that any ways, any new and interesting ways that you have failed or succeeded? Could you possibly be holding on to dreams or goals or beliefs that aren't actually relevant or true? And then there's one final step, and this is the most fun one of all. I want you to write a third paragraph, and this time I want you to describe yourself and your life as you'd like it to be in five years. What goals would you like to have achieved five years from now? And what failures might you need to experience in order to reach those goals? What would you like to believe about yourself five years from now? What would you like your greatest strengths to be? So I hope you enjoy that little thought experiment. Just feel free to take that wherever it leads you, but it's just a little way to kind of tie those past, present, future identities and ideas together, or at least bring them into view so that you can examine them 
it's a really fun thing to do. I actually took it a few steps farther and just thought, well, I wonder how far back in my memory I can can dive to find out what my goals were. Like, how can I, how far back can I get? And I, I had a goal when I was a kid that I was going to become a German shepherd when I grew up. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that, it's still possible, Brock. It kind of sets Don't up this whole up conversation. <laughs> if that failure to even come close to becoming a German shepherd had allowed me to hold myself back, well, man, I wouldn't have achieved anything in this life. Oh my goodness. That's adorable. I was a dumb little kid. All right. Well, I want to hear some of your goals. Those of you listening, I want to hear um, some of the things that you uncover. I hope that you will be in touch and let us know what you come up with. Yeah. And you know where you can find us. First thing you can do is subscribe to the podcast so you can make sure that you get all the episodes as soon as they are released, because you may or may not have noticed we don't release on a specific day. We're a little haphazard. Oh, and in fact... While we're talking about that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Both of us are are taking a a bit of a vacation. So don't send us angry emails if you don't see an episode for a little while. And if you do want to send some angry emails, you can email us (laughs) at hello at changeacademypodcast.com. And don't worry, you don't have to remember that. You can just go to changeacademypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter and uh, and find our contact information there. And you can also find us on social media. We are at change, A-C-P-O-D, that's change academy, ACK podcast, pod, change ACK pod. And of course, send us a note, please not complaining about us not having an episode out, but send us all your information and we'd be, uh, we'd be happy to, to share your, your good work with the rest of the community. All right. I think that wraps it up for us this week. Great to be with you and we look forward to the next time. Yeah. We'll see you next episode. All right. Thanks everybody. This has been the Change Academy podcast. Don't forget your lab experiment.